Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the podcast. Another episode. Trying to stay on point once a week. So, originally I was going to try to drop a gem, one of the gems I've alluded to in the last few podcasts. Uh, But because those are important to me, I will uh, defer that till I can fully work it out in my head. But I wanted to talk about today because we've been on this path together on... New Year's, New Year's resolutions, right? We talked about this and began a goals planning back in January, which in all honesty doesn't seem that long ago, but it is, you know, months ago. So depending on when you're listening to this, nine, ten months ago. If you listen to this after the fact, then far longer. And it's kind of crazy how time flies. And I mentioned that initially when we did the podcast episode, right? I said, this year will fly and whether or not you're ready for it, it's going to end up kind of moving really quickly. So what I will say is, no, don't forget that some of you have committed to doing these things. And we've talked about ways to mitigate and ways to adapt to the current timelines and to adapt to the idea that we're you know, essentially less than two months away from 2023. So today I want to talk about some of the ways I approach um, accomplishing goals, accomplishing tasks, um, some of the ways I've learned that have benefited me, which hopefully in turn I think will help you with the remainder of your two months and planning on achieving your goals. Because some of you who have done this before, or some of you who are incredibly disciplined, are likely in a good place where you might be hitting your goals. You might hit all your goals. You might be hitting 90% of your goals. I don't know where you are, but some of you that are very disciplined or have done this before um, or very type A type people will, will achieve that. But ultimately, um, some of you that are new to this or don't plan or, or have a hard time with it will have a harder time achieving your goals and you will need to be more strategic, more planning, more, more strategic. I already said that you will try to multitask. Sorry guys. I'm letting the pups out. Some of you will have to be far more strategic in the way you do things and, and adapt to the goals that you potentially can achieve this late in the game. So let's talk about how I do that. Some of you that follow me on social media, my, my Instagram is life generalist. Some of you that follow me on there see that I like a certain type of frequency in my posts. You'll likely see that now I'm posting the podcast, which probably should have done from the get-go. And I'm also posting projects. Well, in order for me to achieve a post a week on a project, it takes some planning. Why? Because, let's face it, there are times where I can't get into the garage to tinker with some woodworking. There's times where projects take more than a month right there I I did my kitchen some of you know the heartache that came with that and that took eight months and the only way you keep a certain frequency or current timetable is to do quite a bit of planning so here's the way I approach a few things and you can choose whether or not this benefits you 
First and foremost, it's identifying the goal. You'll always have to identify the goal of what you're trying to do. This is no different than what we did in the beginning of the year when it comes to your New Year's resolutions or your 2022 goals, whatever you want to call it. Some people have a weird viewpoint on resolutions. So it's just nomenclature, people. Ultimately, then that's goal number one, right? And depending on your level of discipline and your level of... uh, I mean, I guess that's the best word of it. Your, your level of discipline, you can either choose the goal or you will have to be far more regimented if you're not disciplined to specify meters within that goal. We talked about that during the goal planning. So let's say you're looking to lose weight because that's an easy one. Let's say you have a 20-pound goal. Just, you know, you shoot for about a, pun, a pound a month. And in 12 months, give or take, you'll be around there. You have to get a little bit more intense when it comes to what you'll have to get the, you know, the last few pounds off. Anyway, sorry guys, I'm distracted because I'm doing multiple things. So what I suggest you to do though, is, is I go old school. I like reading books physically. I like sitting there and, and writing things. So I buy these cheap little pocket notebooks, I guess they're, they're called. And they're just like the little tiny rule. They're probably like two and a half inches by four inches give or take insert joke there and I write things down and I'll post this on social media but I have these books and they last quite a while right because every page I basically use them like bullet points of like you know do laundry take out the trash food prep cut the lawn do and it'll be something as simple as that but over time you develop a sort of reward mechanism that comes from writing things down and checking them off the list. It's simple, it's low tech, but it works. Why does it work? Because when you can jot down everything that you have to do in a day, week, whatever, it first and foremost keeps things on the forefront. It allows you to remember the things you have to get done because we can easily forget things. If We have a lot of things going on. And as you get older, you have more and more things going on. And so forgetting to pick up your dry cleaning is likely not on the forefront of taking your kids to soccer practice. So writing things down will help you remember the things you have to do. The easiest analogy I can think of for this is, you know, if, you, if you're cooking and you're like, oh, I ran out of jalapenos and, and you don't add it to a grocery list, You'll be at the grocery store, look at jalapenos, never think twice about it, get back home, and the next time you're cooking and you need them, you're going to be a little upset. Because if it's a crucial item in your recipe, you will have to go and get them. Anyways, been there, done that. That's, that's first the first positive of writing things down, is that you'll, you'll remember the thing you have to remember. Case in point, simple. Right? The other thing is that eventually, hopefully, you start to develop a positive reinforcement and, and you start feeling good about scratching those things off of your list. It makes it far easier to, to just remove it from your mental post-it. I usually refer to that when I talk about you know remembering like going to go get jalapenos. So stay on that analogy. You'll put a mental post-it in the back of your brain and sometimes your brain will bring that back to you in the forefront subconsciously and then you can achieve that thing of remembering to buy the thing but that's not always guaranteed 
So the list just makes it a lot easier and it makes it so that you don't have to keep a mental post-it because the more mental post-its you have in the back of your brain, I find that you end up being far more distracted and you have to sift through all your post-its and oftentimes there's just too many that you can't deal with and, and it'll be out the window. It's almost a mute point at that point. So I go the low-tech route. I write things down. I physically look at the list very often. I, I get a point to make to make, add things to the list, add, add to them as it you go. Whether or not you're gonna achieve them that day, some people get very disciplined and wanna make a list per day. If that works for you, go for it. Never tried it, try it, see how it goes. I just add things to the list, just continuous. And if I remember like this weekend, I'm on, let's say it's a Monday, and I remember this weekend, I gotta go take my dog to get a haircut, right? I'll add it to the list. I might not take care of that today. I'll be looking at that thing all week as I continue to, to go through the days of the week. And then on the weekend, I can check it off. But in looking at my list, I'm remembering this is coming up. And because I have a personal reward mechanism now built in for the idea of removing things from the list, it allows you to positively reinforce yourself. Back in the early days of the podcast, I talked about brainwashing yourself for positivity, right? We talked about the way I, at that point, I, at that, in that podcast, I talked about how you can rewire your social media to be a more positive situation than it would be for you to rewire your social media for a whole bunch of negative, angry things like a lot of people did during the politic, bleh, can't talk. During the political time frame where we were talking about like people didn't like Trump, people like Trump, people didn't like Biden, people like Biden. You know, when you rewire your social media to all just have things that are motivational, very things that put you in a good headspace, things that that improve upon you as a person. Right. You can have a social media that's just straight science, things that are impressive that people don't normally talk about. You can have. Nutrition that's constantly on your on your feed. You can have motivational workout stuff that's on your feed. You can have inspirational art that's on your feed. So this is no different, right? You, you're rewiring your brain to get a positive reinforcement from you removing things from your list. That's kind of the tips. Now, that's the way I do it. You can integrate technology into this by completely moving into a digital list. You can move towards it by also adding calendar reminders and or alarms. You can use your tech however you want to use it. I think ultimately the point I'm trying to say is having some sort of accountability by via list is going to benefit you far more than, than not doing it or you doing this, uh, this mental post-it thing that just doesn't work. Has it worked for me in the past? Yes. Is it guaranteed to work? No. So one. Uh, so apart from that, that's kind of what I'm thinking of. I mean, there are apps, if you want to get super tech savvy with this, there are productivity apps. Um, I think ones I've heard of is Evernote. I've never personally used it. I can't speak for it. I like to have the physical book that I can walk around with. I like to have a physical book that I can, that I can switch the pages on. I like to have also the book that I can literally close on and see that I have like a year or two of daily, sometimes monotonous tasks, sometimes high level fun tasks, but tasks in, in and of themselves. 
and I have the book and I can look back and say, Woof, okay, I've done something this year. Harder to do with an app, harder to do with, you know, calendar reminders, but that's what works for me. But I think keeping yourself accountable via these lists, keeping yourself accountable with the apps or calendar reminders um, or a mixture of them all really is probably the more efficient way because you can easily dismiss a calendar reminder and never really do the thing you were supposed to be doing, right? So that's what I would suggest. And that's what I would suggest you try because we all know we're busy, right? As we get older, we get even busier. You get family, you have kids, you've got birthdays, anniversaries, You've got daily tasks you likely have to do. You have to do probably yard work or you have to go and do laundry and you have to go and clean. I mean, there's always something to do, especially as an adult. And eventually, in doing so, <laughs> you'll get as brainwashed as I am and you'll really enjoy these tasks. So, okay, let me clarify. You're not going to enjoy the task necessarily, but you're going to enjoy completing the task. Um, and that's, that's kind of the, the tip for today, guys. I'm not trying to have a long one this week. I'm trying to get some things done. As you might be able to hear in the background, I've got laundry going. But I was thinking about that, and I was just thinking about how this is a good opportune time to talk about this because we are two, week, two months out, two weeks, wow. We're two months out from the end of the year, and some of you have goals that you're trying to achieve. And some of you, once again, whether you're disciplined or not, We'll need far more strategic planning on how to achieve those goals. And so if this little tidbit helps you, then, then go for it. Use it. If, if you need to be strategic and say, I need to work out here and, and add workout to the list every single time or, or food prep every single day or if you need to do whatever to achieve the overarching 2022 goals, try it out. This might help you. I just thought this was a very... Um, appropriate podcast to talk about this far into the year and that's all i have for you ladies and gents just a quick tip just in a, a way i kind of do things and hopefully you once again you have homework try it out really try it out give it a good week worth of getting used to the process of it because we often will try things say i don't like it it's so different from what you're used to and then you you break the habit but if you're not doing the things you're supposed to do on your own by yourself with either your mental post-its or just by remembering, you're going to need to do something if you have things you got to achieve. Anyways, I'm off my soapbox. This is a quick one this week. Just wanted to give you that little tidbit. And it mostly came to mind because I finished one of these books. I'll show them to you guys via Instagram, a life generalist. And uh, I thought that would be a good tip that I don't think I've talked about in the podcast. And it just seemed very apropos considering how we are just turning the corner of 2022. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as I always say, if you enjoy this, if you like it, if you think this will be useful for someone else, feel free to share it. That's all I ask of you. We'll talk next week.